From deep in the heart of the swamp, this is Gator Tales, the official podcast of the Florida Gators. Gator Tales is brought to you by UF Health, the official healthcare provider of the Florida Gators. Welcome to Gator Tales. I'm your host, Adam Schick. To celebrate our 350th episode, we wanted to do something special to commemorate the milestone, and we didn't have to go very far to find a dynamo worthy of that spotlight. Well beyond gymnastics, few athletes in any sport have had the success enjoyed by Trinity Thomas. Equal parts electric performer and physical specimen, she's carved her name deep into Gator lore with a legacy that will live on long after she leaves Gainesville and enters her next phase. So it felt like the perfect time to take a deep dive into her story. It's important to note that this conversation took place before the NCAA regional where Thomas injured her leg. So what you won't hear is any discussion about that or what it means for Florida's title hopes. What you will hear is the journey of a superstar and role model who has made a massive impact across Gator Nation and beyond. You know, there's, there's so many incredible teams in the SEC. What did it mean not only to win the conference title the way you did, but in such dominant fashion? Yes. So obviously the SEC is has some of the best gymnastics that you see in the NCAA. And so each team is so competitive. And we have been working so hard. We've competed against all, all of those teams in the in the regular season. And obviously, you know that we lost LSU during regular season, our dual meet. So obviously, it's not easy to do, (laughs) to win SECs. And so this team has been putting in the work every single day in the gym, working on the details, working on those little things, because the little things add up at the end. And to be able to pull a lead like we did at SECs was absolutely incredible. And I couldn't be more proud of my teammates. You know, the thing with gymnastics, it's a long season and you can be putting up incredible scores in January uh, or February. But as we know, if you want to win a championship, it really only matters what you're doing when the calendar gets to March, when it gets to April. What do you feel like is allowing the team to peak at the right time? Because everybody wants to do that, but you can't just flip the switch. So why is this happening, do you think, now that you're peaking the way that you are? Yes. So obviously the college season, it's a long season. It's what 15 meets mostly. I mean, regular seasons back to back to back to back. And then you've got like a week in between before regionals and a week in between before nationals. It's a lot of gymnastics. And at the end of the day, the healthier we are, the better we're going to be. So it's all about longevity and taking care of your body, taking care of your mind. And that's what we really focus on. Here, we focus on the whole person, making sure you're doing good in school, making sure you're hydrated, making sure you're getting the nutrition that you need, the sleep that you need. So it's it's everything that adds up in the end. And I think we're doing so well because we are focused on those really important details that sometimes can be pushed to the side when we're just worried about gymnastics. I want to talk more about uh, what's upcoming for you guys in a little bit. But first, I want to I want to roll things back here and go to the beginning of your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your family, your parents, your your siblings, kind of the, the very start for you? <laughs> yes. So I'm the oldest of five in my family. There's wow. girls and 
the baby boy is the last one. <laughs> um, so we, my, both my parents did sports, grew up in sports. Both of them went to Penn State. My dad played football at Penn State. So we grew up competitive. We grew up doing active things outside, playing sports, everything all the time. And I personally put a hole in my mom's wall. And that was her last (laughs) straw for me. (laughs) So I was um, put in cheerleading first um, and then later got invited to the gymnastics team. And from there, the rest was history with gymnastics because I absolutely adored gymnastics. And um, my siblings did it for a while. All the girls did and but it just wasn't what they loved most. Most of them liked doing many things and the commitment to gymnastics just wasn't what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and my younger sister that's right under me, Tasia, actually is a jumper. She does long and triple at Penn State. So she's in college. And then the next one is actually looking at colleges right now for diving. So she's a diver. Um, and then we've got that's Taylin. Taylin's the diver. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Tristan's up next and she does track swimming, but she's, she's not quite ready looking for colleges yet, but she's still an athlete too. And then my baby brother, Tavon, he is football, swimming, basketball. He's uh, very athletic as well. So kind of runs in our family. Yeah. <laughs> we've got genes, I could say, but um, we, we love sports. We love being active, love being together and um, big family girls. So Sometimes it's hard being so far away from them, but with technology nowadays, sometimes it feels like they're right here with me when we're on FaceTime and group FaceTime, stuff like that. So um, yes, my me and my family are super close and we're all athletes and very competitive, even if it's just backyard volleyball. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. so are your parents also T names or did they decide we're going all in on the letter T with our kids? Yes. So we actually, my entire family, like my mom, my dad, all of my siblings and myself have TLT as our initials. Wow. So my mom and dad are Titania and Tyson Thomas. And then I'm Trinity. Tasia's the next one, Taylin, Tristan, and then Tavon. So we are all TLT. Um, Is there a significance to why TLT? Um, Honestly, I... I don't know. I think obviously <laughs> probably a coincidence that my mom and dad are both TLT. Right. right. Um, however, for the rest of us, it was on purpose. So like <laughs> she was trying to get us all to have the same initials as far as the kids go. That's very intentional. I like it. Um, so you talked about gymnastics, just, you know, speaking to you the way that it did. Why? I mean, have you identified what it was about it that that made you want to make that commitment and go all in on something that admittedly, it's not the easiest thing to do. And it is kind of all consuming. So what Mm -hmm. was it about gymnastics that grabbed you? I honestly, gymnast, I I get bored easily. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in gymnastics, you really can never get bored. You're not doing the same. You can learn something new. I've been in gymnastics for almost 15 years now. I can learn new skills, continue to do new skills that I've never done before. Um, So I think for me, it's just that it's difficult. It's competitive. There's always something new to do. And it for me, it's so much fun. Um, It's obviously something that I mean, I get frustrated sometimes when I can't get something, but that's like the beauty of the sport. Like you, you get to work so hard at a skill. And when you get it, you're like through the roof that you finally did it. 
and then it's on to the next skill. Like it doesn't stop there. So it's, it's just really cool that there's always something next, always something new to learn, always something new to do. Hmm. Which, uh, which event did you take to first and which was the hardest for you to, to learn as you progressed? Yes. So I would say beam and floor were my best events um, growing up. And then bars and vault took me the longest. I was not a natural bar swinger, but they kind of say that I used to like muscle my gymnastics. I've kind of learned how to swing over the years now. And um, vault was just really hard for me in general. I was scared of vault. Um, And it's also hard when you're tinier. So when I was little trying to vault, I was like, that's daunting and um, (laughs) just wasn't quite the easiest task for me. And so those, I would say bars and vault definitely took me a lot longer, vault taking the longest. So when you get to where you are now, I know these are, these thoughts are probably well in the past, but um, do you remember when you were first starting any, any embarrassing stories or somewhere you let you fell or something where um, you thought you were further along than you were and, and maybe it didn't go as smoothly as, as it does now for you on a, a regular basis? There's no embarrassing stories that really come to mind specifically. I guess I mean, that's I, good, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we used to play this game where we would line up and get in groups and my coach would basically, she would yell out a skill. So we had to do a skill and we could pick between our group who did the skill the best and we wanted to present for our group. And then out of the best, she would pick the very best. And so I was supposed to be doing a round of handspring tuck and I got lost and I over-rotated and like landed on my back. So I guess stuff like that. But I mean, in gymnastics, it's inevitable. You're going to make mistakes. It's really difficult. So Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I make, I make mistakes all the time, all the time. I don't think people see them in in fairness. I don't think most people see them. Um, (laughs) when you're doing gymnastics as a kid and you're committed to it, I'm curious, where does the, where does the decision, where's the moment where you realize this is going to, you know, be the vehicle to get me to X, Y, and Z. This is going to become, the dominant force in my life for the foreseeable future. Do you remember a moment when that happened for you? Honestly, I never really saw it that way growing up. I think everyone around me did. They were like telling my mom and they were telling, some of them were telling me, but they were like, oh no, no, she's, she's talented. Like she's going to go places with this. It took me a long time to really realize that, oh yeah, I, I could do gymnastics in college. Or, oh, yeah, I could I could try for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely was. I think I got my I got my first offer in eighth grade. And I think wow. that's when I was like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I maybe I can do this. Like maybe <laughs> maybe I, I am kind of I, I am kind of good at this. So I think that's kind of when those thoughts kind of came in. And then I made elite gymnastics and all of that. So it was kind of just like one step out of after the other. And um, as I just continued to progress and kind of set goals, reach goals, uh, that's when I realized, okay, okay, like maybe, maybe I'm getting somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the, the elite gymnastics path. And again, I'm not, I don't know a ton about gymnastics. No, a lot of our listeners don't either, but just basically mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, national team, that's Olympics, that's that track. Yes. Um, yes. I've, I have mastered that in my, uh, in my, my limited experience. Um, so when, when you get on that path, like, cause that comes before college, right? That comes before 
those are two different trees almost. So they're two different paths, correct? Right, right. So when you go down that elite USA gymnastics path, can you tell us about that journey and where that started? I couldn't even tell. I was so young, but I I realized that I okay, I might want to go to the Olympics, and so my first gym wasn't equipped to help me do that. So I actually ended up moving gyms and. I went to, so I I started at Skyline Gymnastics and then I went to ASAP Gymnastics and did gymnastics there. And that's when I started training elite and you have to be an elite gymnast in order to try for the Olympics. And so I started training elite and I went to camps. I competed in a few meets trying to make elite too. And then my coaches actually ended up getting job offers other places and so they were leaving and they wanted me to come, but I, it was too far for, for my family to travel. I would have had to move away from home hmm. and I did not want to do that. So I ended up going to prestige gymnastics and that's where I finished out the remainder of my career. Um, I was on the national team for several years there and stuff like that. So I was able to train there and then I went to camps about once a month for a week at the time the camps were in Texas And so I would train there with like the best gymnast in the country. Um, And so by the time I made it to like senior national team camp, I was with Simone Biles. I was with Gabby Douglas, Allie Raisman, all of them. Like I went from watching them on the TV to training alongside them, which as a little kid, that's pretty, pretty special, pretty cool. Um, And they, they were so welcome, welcoming. They welcomed me with open arms and helped me learn like, what to do, what not to do, how to get get what I needed to get done in the gym and take care of myself while at camp. So it was a great, great experience. Elite gymnastics is very difficult, um, but I I loved it. And yeah. Well, I know you had a chance to be on the team at the, uh, the Pan Am Games back in 2018. Um, what was it like competing with those gymnasts you just mentioned and, and representing Team USA? I mean, was that was it what you thought it would be? Was it even crazier than you imagined? Yes. Yeah, so I've com- competed in Italy. I've competed in Peru. I've competed in Tokyo. So I've, I've competed in a, a few other countries and it was honestly a dream come true to be chosen for those teams to make those teams and to be able to compete for my country and with some of the best girls in my country and be able to win medals and trophies and um those titles that are just just super cool i um like icing on the cake things but i got to experience so many things super young and i think it was just really cool to be able to travel the world doing what i loved for my country mm. So in terms of the college route, a lot of elite gymnasts don't end up doing college gymnastics. I guess more recently they have, but in the past you didn't really see it. What made you decide you wanted to do collegiate gymnastics and how did Florida come into the picture? Yes. So I actually knew about college gymnastics before I knew about the Olympics. Hmm. So I knew that I wanted to be a college gymnast one day. Um, So that was always on the table and always something that I knew that I wanted. Um, A lot of the girls that do elite gymnastics go to college, but a lot of the girls that go to the Olympics do not go to college because um, if you go pro, you 
are no longer an amateur athlete and can't compete um, in college. So if you do go to the Olympics, you have to choose not to go pro um, and to, you know, go ahead and go to college. And so that's something that has gotten easier nowadays with NIL. Right. um, Because, you know, you have similar opportunities as those who go pro. So you can do both and have not feel like you're losing anything or missing anything or things like that. So it's obviously going to become a lot more common now. And it's really cool to see because now the like the Olympic world and the NCAA world is kind of clashing together and Mm -hmm. making gymnastics even bigger and more eyes. And it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, But I personally, NCAA gymnastics is my favorite type of gymnastics ever. I think everyone should be able to experience being a collegiate athlete um, and a collegiate gymnast at that. The team, there's just, Grant, I'm part of a very special one. (laughs) One of the (laughs) best ones, I would have to say, but I'm a little biased. Mm -hmm. Um, It's absolutely incredible, unlike anything else. You kind of create a family, a home away from home, and to be with so many girls that are so passionate about the same thing we're working together doing what we love and working towards the same goals it's incredible um and i've been blessed with so many incredible people around me and so my experience has been over the moon i couldn't ask for more why florida why was and you mentioned being in pennsylvania that's a pretty far cry in distance and climate um why did you want to be a gator what spoke to you about uf Yeah. So when I was little, I honestly didn't know where I wanted to go. I used to say, oh, I'm going to go to Penn State because that's where my parents went. And my mom and dad were like, you know, you don't have to go there just because we went there, right? I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I did go to Penn State Gymnastics Camp. I went to Maryland Gymnastics Camp when I was little. um, And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Adored it. And so when I started getting around the age where I was going to do visits because the colleges were um, recruiting me at the time, I was able to take visits a bunch of different places. And that was also a blessing because I got to see all kinds of different universities and um, kind of got the experience just being recruited in different teams and different coaches and different styles. So that was really cool and gave me a lot of experience, showed me what I wanted, showed me what I didn't want. I knew from a young age that I wanted to go somewhere warm for college. So mm-hmm. right there, I could X places <laughs> off of my- Penn State's um, out. <laughs> yeah, I could X places off of my list. So things like that. I knew I wanted to get a good education. And so Florida is obviously great academically, great athletically. So that was amazing. I I ended up with three at the end. It was LSU, UCLA, and Florida. And ultimately, I obviously chose Florida. And I went to school a couple months after I committed. So I, when I came on my official visit to, to all of those schools, I was, I thought I was not going to be able to make a decision because I loved them all. However, when I came on my official visit to Florida, I felt at home. I felt comfortable. The team was so welcoming. Like I I could see myself there. I could see myself being part of the team. I knew I was going to be with those girls because I was just going to, I was going to be going to college in a couple more months. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I felt comfortable here. I felt at home. I felt welcomed. And I felt like this was going to be my family away from home. And it was going to be my home away from home. And that's exactly what it ended up being. So I don't regret it a day in my life. So I made the right decision for me. And I'm just happy that I was blessed with four years and then even 
a fifth year now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so happy about that. Uh, you mentioned wanting to go somewhere warm. You definitely did that. Uh, I'm curious. I know you're not in a, an outdoor sport, but uh, let's say the uh, when you were on campus, it was September and it was 98 degrees. Uh, was there a little bit of a, of a shock for you in terms of the change in climate from what you grew up with? Um, Sometimes. And obviously it rains a lot here, too. Yeah. But I knew that I did not want to be in any snow. I knew I did not want to be freezing. <laughs> So I and I, I also thought when I was little, I was like, oh, if I go to Florida, I'm gonna be at the beach every weekend. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but it is we do get to the beach every once in a while or to the springs. Um, but just it's really nice to just be outside, be able to be outside year round, you know. Mm-hmm. So there there are a lot of perks um to being here in Florida for sure. Uh, you were talking about some of the, the big names on the national team you had a chance to learn from. Uh, at the time that you came in, there were also some big names on the Florida gymnastics team as well. Yes. I'm curious who you learned the most from. Who did you lean on for support when you came in? Who was really there for you and, and made a difference? Honestly, I couldn't even, I could not choose one person. I remember before I came um, to school or was in college at all. I remember watching Keetra Hunter. Um, I didn't know her personally. She was a, a bit older than me, but I remember watching her and I was like, I love her. Like she's awesome. And um, so once I was about the age to come to college, most of the girls on the team, I had already been around because they were on national team or they were elites with me. And so they were already my friends, even if they were just a little older. And so when I came onto the team, it was almost like I was just like their little sister. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so honestly, everybody had their own role that they played in my life as a student athlete here at the University of Florida. And I wouldn't be who I am today or where I am today without all of them. I honestly couldn't choose one. Hmm. So you're you're known for a lot of things, but specifically your incredible floor routines uh, what goes into creating those routines? What's the process like in terms of the music, the moves, every part of it? How does that come together? How challenging is that? Yeah, so it can be pretty challenging, but it can it can also be pretty fun. I think for me, the most stressful part is finding the music that I want. I'm so like indecisive and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want this. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> it's got to be perfect. Um, Yes. <laughs> but once we get going, it all just kind of falls into place. And luckily, like any dance that we come up with, with J3, like we can manipulate it and change it if we don't like it later. Um, so he's he's super helpful, super awesome. Lots of fun. And um, floor teams for me are are super fun to learn. What comes first? Music, the gymnastics, the dance? How Like how is the... How is the sausage created here? <laughs> music, dance, gymnastics. So it starts with music. Yes. Inter- and then dance and gymnastics is last. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's it. I would not have, I would have guessed it was the opposite order. Hmm. <laughs> um, so what's, I'm curious if there's uh, you talked about trying to find the right music. What's the craziest idea for a song you wanted in a floor routine that you realized probably wasn't going to work? Are there any you really had your heart set on that, that just didn't work out? Honestly, no. Sometimes sometimes I have pieces that I like that are too different that can't go in the same routine, but I don't think I've had any ideas that just like 
it haven't worked. So I would have to say I haven't had that problem yet. <laughs> it sounds like it's, and you're, you're coming to the point where you're not going to ever have that problem, which is probably good. I know. Yeah. Um, when you get away from gymnastics, I know it takes up a ton of your time, your energy. What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Yes, I love being with my friends and family. I like the outdoors, but I do have allergies and I don't like bugs. <laughs> Gainesville in May is sounding kind of dangerous for you then with the, if you don't like those things. Yes, I have been um, dying a little bit. My allergies <laughs> have been a little bit crazy. <laughs> you got to get but, out during um, love bug season too. May is going to... I know. Wow. I absolutely love the beach. The beach is probably my favorite place. Um, I love traveling and trying new things, trying different foods. I'm pretty spontaneous, so... I like to do a lot of new things and try different things. Where is a place that you haven't been that you're hoping to go at some point? Because you've been to a lot of places between, I'm sure, your your gymnastics travel and then just life. So what what's still on your bucket list? Honestly, I just want to go. I want to experience everywhere. Like I want to be able. That's like one thing that I want to be able to do after I'm done with gymnastics is travel the world, try all kinds of different things, see different cultures and interact with different people from different places. I think that's so much fun to me. So I couldn't even choose a place. Hmm. So you mentioned when gymnastics is over, which I'm crazy enough is coming up not that far down the road. And I'm, I'm curious for something that's been uh, most of your life for the last what, 15 mm -hmm. years, as you said, how much thought have you given to what's next beyond gymnastics and what that looks like for you? Yes, I've been thinking about a lot of things and I have, I have a lot of things um, that are in place right now that I'm working on. And I, 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 my undergrad's in applied physiology and kinesiology, and I'm getting my master's in um, health education and behavior. So I, I love kids and then I love the healthcare field and um, just, just honestly, fitness, wellness, anything like that. So I think I'll definitely still be in some sort of like sports world in mm -hmm. some way, somehow. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I've got some things in motion and we'll see how the, you know, the pieces fall into place. Yeah. You sound further along than most people ask that question to. So I think you're in a good oh. position. I think you're in a good <laughs> That's position. That's good. <laughs> um, so you mentioned really loving kids and wanting to work with kids. You've also just through what you've done as a gymnast been able to impact so many people. And there's so many mm -hmm. girls that look up to you and you're a role model for, is that something that, did you ever set out for that? Or is that a, a role that you've sort of had to grow into and kind of take on that responsibility when maybe that wasn't what you initially intended. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy because I remember kind of looking around once I started paying attention when I was really young. I was probably 12, 13 um, when I went to Prestige. And that's when I really realized that the little girls were already looking up to me. And even some of the big girls, like, because we were like in the same group, like around um, the same skill level. So it was like, something that I noticed pretty early on and something that I don't really see as like, uh, I guess, what do some people call it? Like a burden. A burden like I don't yeah. see it as a burden. Like I take it, I, I take it as a compliment and I love that I'm have, I'm blessed to be in the position that I am and to be able to be an inspiration to others. I think that's a blessing. And so I take every opportunity that I can to do whatever I can for people. So I, I love to um, do community service and go out and help out 
I was actually at one of the schools this morning hanging out with mm. the kids. Um, we got to play chess and go out to recess with them. Oh, so cool. that was fun. Um, but just being able to give back because I know how important that is when you're a little kid and how much of a difference it can make in somebody's life when really it's something so easy, so small for me right now. Yeah. You know, part of the admiration I think that, that people have for you is because of all the adversity you've overcome and at various times in your career. I'm curious, from your perspective, what's been the most difficult challenge you've had to overcome and, and why? Yeah, I would have to say hurting both of my ankles um, my junior year. Was that junior year? Oh, my goodness. I'm getting my years mixed up. <laughs> you, got, you got a lot of years. You got a lot of years. Yeah. Hurting both my ankles my junior year was probably the hardest thing for me to deal with just because not only did I not get to finish that college season the way I wanted to, but I also didn't get to compete that summer and go to trials like I had set out to do. So that was kind of just a lot for me to handle. And then I was like, oh, what if my like ankles don't get better? And like kind of, you know, that downward spiral spiral mm -hmm. when you have an injury. Um, but, you know, I... I looked at it and I was like, hey, this gives me an opportunity to do other things. So that summer I went to so many different camps, got to work with kids from all over the country, all over the world. Um, and to this day, like they'll reach out to me or send me videos and be like, you helped me with this years ago and now I can do this. And um, thank you so much. Like, And it just warms up my heart so much. And I grew so much from that situation because of them too. Mm -hmm. And so just being able to um, overcome things like that and continue to see my growth now looking back is is super special. Couple of final things for you. You talked about trying to, to sort through years. What year did that happen? Um, you know, you could have you could have finished last year. You could have ended your career, um, but you decided to come back like so many others to take advantage of that COVID year. And I mean, you've, you've won every award, you've won every, you got so many records. Why was it important for you to come back and take that extra year instead of moving on to that next phase that you were just talking about a few minutes ago? Yes. So obviously like awards are amazing, but they are not everything. And um, I love gymnastics. So first and foremost, I came back because I love gymnastics and then I also, there was one thing that I still haven't done with my team and that's won a national championship with my team. And so I came back to buy, to try one more time to give it all that I have for my team to win a national championship. Hmm. You mentioned the honors, the awards, and even if they're not everything, there's a lot of them. So, I mean, reading, it's a, it's a <laughs> long entry on floridagators.com. Um, there's so many of them. I'm curious, are there any... What means the most to you? Is there a record? Is there an award that you're particularly proud of amongst that that gigantic trophy case? I'm sure that's uh, at least somewhere, maybe, maybe your parents' house at this point. My two awards specifically, I remember talking to my coaches about when I first got here, and that was to get a 10 on each event, which I have accomplished, and to win the Honda Award, which I have also accomplished. So I would say, I think the Honda Award is one that, you know, hit really hard for me because that was that was something that I've wanted for so long. And so when I specifically when they put my when they put me up on the wall, like I, I was so emotional 
because it kind of just like you look back at everything and the trials, the tribulations, how all the hard work, um, all the dedication, all the time spent, and you're just grateful for everything because at the end of the day, the good and the bad, you learn from it and you grow from it. And I was able to accomplish one of my biggest goals. And that's a blessing. And I'm forever thankful for it. Okay, final question for you. You alluded to it a few moments ago, um, but it's it's there, right? It's it's the national championship. It's the one thing essentially you have not done that you want to do. What do you think it's going to take for the team to get there? What have you learned from past experiences coming up just a little bit short that you think will help get the team over the finish line this final run for you? I can say in 100% confidence that this team has everything that it takes to win a national championship. This team is one of the most special teams that I have ever been on. And I know that we can do it. Now, there are so many outside factors that we obviously can't control. Right. But what warms my heart up and what is so cool about this team is we're so passionate and we are all in like all in. And so we're going to give it everything that we've got and we're going to leave it out there on the floor. And after that, whatever happens, happens. Well, Trinity, you've had an incredible career. We certainly hope that there is that one more cherry on top coming that you were just talking about. Um, But thank you for your time and and Gator Nation appreciates all that you've done and, and will continue to do. Thank you so much. It was great speaking with you today. And that's going to do it for this week's show. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Gator Tales wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review to help us continue to grow. Be sure to keep track of all of the orange and blue action by visiting FloridaGators.com, then come back here every Thursday during the athletic season for an all-new episode. Until then, I'm Adam Schick. Thank you so much for tuning in to Gator Tales. Gator Tales.